G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network weekdays from 10am Australian Eastern Time. What does it mean to be a Christian who is a voter? And are you one of those who identifies with being part of Australia's Christian constituency? It's a terminology that's become popular in recent weeks and perhaps best describes those who are accessing a growing range of Christian resources that are helping to inform Christian voters in the lead-up to the federal election. Peter Hallett, from the website called Australian Christian Voter, is a former newspaper editor and journalist, and he's back with us today to talk through some observations about Australia's Christian constituency. Peter Hallett, welcome back to 2020. Yeah, good to be here. Peter, uh, when we talk about this Christian constituency, it was just of uh, recent times it sort of came to the fore. Uh, people asking, is there such a thing as a Christian constituency in Australia? What are your thoughts on how that came about? Well, it's been a debate for a little while. I guess when Kevin Rudd was elected back in 2007, there was some research done to show that um, Christian voting in some of the marginal seats uh, had swung towards Kevin, uh, who had identified himself as a Christian, and that helped him get over the line in that election. Uh, well, roll on to 2013, it was Kevin again who uh, popped up on his blog to say uh, that he changed his view on uh uh, marriage and uh, gay marriage. And this uh, brought a response, obviously, from Christian circles, including the Australian Christian Lobby. And, and they, they made a comment along the lines that, that Mr Rudd may have been burning his bridges with the Christian constituency. Now, uh, obviously, that then brought a debate uh, in the media uh, in a variety of places. Well, what is the Christian constituency? Is there such one? Is it really very influential? Does it make a difference? And um, I think it'd be fair to say that there would be people in the community who wouldn't want there to be a powerful Christian constituency. And there are others that simply want to be realistic about it. How strong is it? Does it really make a difference? So that's where that debate has come from over recent weeks. So what would make you a part of the Christian constituency? Because there would be all sorts of ways that you can measure Christianity in Australia, because as we know, uh, the number of people that might have responded to a Bureau of Statistics uh, census survey uh, might be much, much higher than the number of people who actually attend a local church regularly. Uh, so where, do you, would, where would you actually draw lines on saying who would be a part of a Christian constituency? It's a, it's a really good question, and that was part of the debate and, and will continue to be. I guess two figures probably stand out. The electoral, uh, the, sorry, the census figure, that indicates that something like 61% of people uh, identify as Christians or believing in God. Um, so you could say, well, all of those people may uh, at times be influenced in their vote towards uh, religious or Christian ideals. Then there's another figure that comes from other research that says uh, around 19% of Australians go 
to church regularly, and by regularly, that is defined by as once a, at least once a month. So uh, that might be a, a stronger figure to say, well, if you're going to church, you know, at least once a month, more often perhaps, um, you're probably pretty focused in your Christian faith, and that would most likely flow over into your voting intentions. So uh, that that would be a, a stronger figure, but I don't think it's the full story. I guess when you I guess when you identify as being a Christian, uh, that would be the first starting point. Uh, the next thing is as to whether you have opinions on whether your Christianity means something and makes a difference. And then there's the person who takes their opinions to a new level where they have a conviction about things. When they'd say, "Yes, I am a member of the Christian constituency," and I need to inform myself as to uh, where parties are standing on so many issues that have particularly a, a moral focus uh, so that you can align a Christian worldview with the way that you might cast your vote. Is that a, a reasonable way of looking at that? Yeah, I think that is. And I think um, the predominant view in, in Australia, amongst Australian voters would be, look, uh, if, I, if I don't have to think about politics, I prefer not to. Um, and Christians will be influenced by that because we're we're just average Australians, most of us anyway, um, and and we want to get on with other things and not have to think about politics if we can avoid it. But Christians also tend to have been a bit more thoughtful about their worldview. They've made some intentional decisions, uh, and one of those might be along the lines: Well, hold on, who's in power may have an influence on some of the kinds of things that happen in our nation, and um, I'd like to be thoughtful then. And how I do that. Now, I don't think Christians um, are all identical in that area. There will be some who, and I think this is fairly clear, there are some who will say, well, moral issues are the most important. So issues around personal mar- morality, like marriage, um, you know, and those kinds of areas are, are going to be more important. There'll be others that say, well, yeah, they're important, but I'm actually more interested in social justice. How do we treat or the refugee, how much aid do we do we have? Um, and then then there will be the other Christians who say, look, I, I'm keen on all of that, but in the long long run, I want to know is is the is the government going to be well run? Do they know how to run the country? Will they have good economic policies um, and things like that? And probably the fourth element is. Uh, we tend to be more American in our uh, approach to politics nowadays. It's more personalised. The leader is actually very important. So we might say, well, which leader sits better with uh, my views on things? Because let's face it, it can be pretty hard to work out which way a party is going to go on what policy. But if you know that the overall leader has a particular personal view or worldview, you might say, well, that's good enough for me. I'm going to vote for him and or her and their party. I guess it has to be a positive thing uh, when you are a Christian uh, that those who are in uh, those influential uh, political leadership roles know that there is a Christian constituency because uh, there is a tendency then to take into account uh, what a Christian constituency might vote for. So it's a powerful thing to know that there is such a body of people that do actually have uh, some power when they cast their vote. Yeah, actually, uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, uh, quite a well-known uh, uh, Christian leader from another era, uh, Robert Hammond, uh, once 
famously said, well, if it's good enough for groups like the Chamber of Commerce or trade unions to want to have a political influence, why shouldn't a group known as the church <laughs> be allowed to do so as well? Why would we be excluded? And uh, I think the reality is um, lobbying and um, uh, interest groups and causes do have an influence on politicians because there's simply too much information for everyone to process. So uh, a voice that's uh, clear and distinct and has some numbers behind it will will have an influence. And I, I think uh, Kevin Rudd certainly led the Labor Party down that way, and Julia Gillard was on board with that. She made some comments prior to 2007 that even though that wasn't her particular stance, um, she was an atheist rather than a Christian. She had a lot of. She said comments online of having a lot of respect for the Christian community and wanting to take their views into account. Now, I think actually she still probably holds to that, um, but she has against her Tony Abbott, who on that front probably has the advantage uh, uh, in being a professing Christian or Catholic Christian. So, um, yeah, that, those those things are there and. and if, if someone can say, well, there are strong numbers in the Christian community for this particular issue, that's better than just saying, you know, we think this is a good idea. <laughs> okay, uh, great hearing your insights, uh, Peter Hallett. I'll point people to your website, uh, which is called the AustralianChristianVoter.com, and uh, there you're posting a lot of uh, uh, articles and links that will help Christians to understand what's happening in the political process in the lead-up to the election. Uh, really appreciate your insights, and thanks for being with us again today here on 2020. Thanks very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.